Sandra Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, Chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee, the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. I can't complain. I mean, I can complain, but, you know, I mean, I'll complain during this show. Of course, yeah. (laughs) Why else would we have the show if you're not going to complain at least a little bit? That's pretty much all we do, isn't it? In I mean, general. we do a lot yeah, of, yeah, yeah, a lot of complaining. Bitch, piss, and moan as well, you know, well, yeah, that to, sort of thing. Yeah, and none of it matters. We're just anyway, a couple so. of old, angry white men, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. but, not, but <laughs> yeah. not mad at normal old, angry white no, men. No, no, no. We, we definitely don't get mad at the same thing as your average old, angry white man. So, yeah. yeah. You know what, though? But I think everybody, once they get older, gets old and angry, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we just, you just get mad. You just get ornery. You get cranky. You yeah, know? you're tired of dealing with it all. Your wings aren't right at Hooters. You pitch a fit, you know. Well, I didn't pitch a fit this time, though. <laughs> which, which, actually, that shows a little bit of wisdom and maturity. Well, know? yeah, because every time, well, look, okay, so hold on, let me say So Friday night, <laughs> I, I, I go out to get some cigars, and then when I give Danielle a call, I'm talking to her on the phone, and I'm like, oh, I better take, I better take these girls out to go get something to eat. So I'm like, well, where do you, where do you want to go? And they're like, she's like, I don't care, wherever you want to go. And so we're getting into this back and forth. Oh, yeah, I hate that one. I hate that. I hate that one. Just somebody pick something. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll pick something. And so I was thinking, I'm like, well, we'll go to Thai. Uh, Get some Thai food. I don't want Thai. Well, no, no. So she's like, well, I'll have to change my shirt. makes me gassy. She's like, I'll have to change my shirt if we get Thai because she has like a a tie-dye shirt on because you have to dress up to go to fucking Thai, I I, guess. Yeah, right. I didn't understand that either. I mean, it seems to tie right in with the tie and the tie-dye. I would think so, right? right. So instead, she's like, well, we go, you know, we're, I'm like, where is this shirt good for then? Right. You know, <laughs> she's like, well, Hooters. Well, we'll base our restaurant selection on your current attire. Yeah. yeah. She's like, well, Hooters. And I'm like. And this is Florida, man. It's like, unless you're going to burn steakhouse, you really don't have to dress up for much. You know what I'm saying? Right. Especially a Thai place. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. So I'm like, all right, well. And then as soon as she said Hooters, though, I thought about it. And I really do like Hooters wings. You've mentioned best. that before. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what, man? I haven't had Hooters in a while. Let's go to Hooters. So me and Kelly loves Hooters. Right. So me, Kelly, Danielle go to Hooters and we're sitting there and it's not that busy because it was raining, you know, so it wasn't actually that busy. So we got right. the inside seat there where, yeah. the, where the air conditioning's at. And um, just overall, the experience itself was so disappointing. Really? Yeah, yeah. So overall, like, first off, the women do not look like they used to look like it is not the same hot chick you know like every every hooters girl that you saw was you know hot that's very misogynistic of you but it is uh, but it's just the truth (laughs) right Uh, from an objective standpoint the um uh, the physical aesthetics of the females there is less than it used to be is what you're saying here's the thing i used to when i when i went to hooters i remember going to hooters back in the day and when you would look around you were like man these are fucking like all of them are hot right? right right I think I might have saw one hot one though I was there, like yeah. just one. The rest of them, look, the rest of them are okay. It's not like they're 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 not right. disgusting, right? But they just weren't hot though. They weren't like smoking, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the food sucked. Well, it's, and, it's a new economy for, and that's why you don't see uh, the women at you know places like that. Well, all them got OnlyFans. Pages. Exactly. <laughs> why would they bother you know schlepping wings when they can uh, you know uh, work from home for uh, three times the money? Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's amazing that only, what OnlyFans can do for you. Yeah, you know, I, I don't have any subscribers on my page. I can't figure it out. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. Well, maybe you'll get some. Yeah, maybe you'll get yeah, some. I guess you don't promote it well enough. Obviously. I get that's probably what it is. Yeah, yeah, you probably. <laughs> but in a, in a piece of good news, though, hmm. I did go get a haircut this week. Yeah, yeah. And it's been a while. Like I normally go a long time without getting a haircut, but I went and got one. And normally I wouldn't even mention this, but I just thought it was kind of funny. So I go to sports clips, sport clips, right? Right. 
And so they're showing, when you go to sports clubs, all the TVs have sports-related items on there. Right. Which is ironic because you're like anti-sports now. I'm not anti-sports, but I don't care either You're way. A-sports. I'm, I'm A-sports. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's a good point. That's a good way to look at it. And I'm watching this one show about like, I don't know. I don't even remember what it was about, but it was like some kind of college football or college place. <laughs> some university, Very descriptive. Some university. Okay. All right. But the thing I thought was funny was this looked like the video production of it literally looked like it was done in like a little tiny, you know, like the buildings that you buy from a, like a Home Depot and stuff, like the little tiny buildings. Okay. Like a shed. Type yeah. Of thing. Like the shed you put in your backyard. Okay. It looked very nice on the inside, but it looked like a fucking shed though. Right. Like it really did. It didn't look like a studio. It looked like a shed. Okay. Including like the, ba- the, the, the there was a double door on the back, on the back side of the, uh, like a garage door type of thing. Yeah, and it was like it was no, it was like a double door, like a barn door. Yeah, but it looked like it was going to an outside. Somewhere. Right. Yeah. Like I was like, at the, I think the one thought the one thought I had there was, it's amazing how low or how inexpensive production value can be now. Oh yeah, uh, without question. And you know, actually, COVID really changed our perception of what acceptable production value is. That's true. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. That's actually a really good point, by the way. It totally has. Now, it still looked good, though. Don't get me wrong. It looked, right. it looked fine, yeah. which I think was the point, though, is yeah. that it looked fine. But that's not even the part that I was going to talk about. This woman gives me a haircut. Man, doesn't say fucking five words to me the entire haircut. Do you prefer that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I totally prefer that. Do you really? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I don't want to talk. I yeah. don't want to talk to you. I really don't at the end of the day. Now she didn't have, you know, she she wasn't well endowed or anything like that, so I didn't get any of that go. I didn't have any of that action. Right. But when it came to the haircut itself, she just went in there, got it done, very efficient, was real, and was nice about it. And at sport clips, the, and the reason I went back to sports clips was, they will wash your hair, right. give you a back rub, like they do all the other little extra things. Right. Which don't get me wrong, you're paying for because yeah. you know the haircuts cost way more money now than they used to cost when I was, you know, young, just five years ago. Did you get a handy? No, they didn't. No, no handy. But did, I didn't need one though. Did, did you at least get some groping in? No, like I said, no, that wasn't big. So really, no groping. Oh, I, I, I should have got a haircut from your wife. I always too far. Yeah, I always grope my hairdresser. Well, yeah, but it's because you're married to your hairdresser. <laughs> yeah. So I would, you know, she didn't straddle my knee to do any parts. Yeah. Or, you know, so yeah. I didn't get that. No stuff. motorboat. So, but at the end of it, I asked. Because she, when I first walk in, she's like, do you want the same thing that you got before? Which was, you know, zero on the side, six on the top, faded up middle. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I do, actually. I'm like, I don't have to tell you. I don't have to tell you again anything. I got right? you in a database. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of it, I, I go to tip. And I tip extra because you kept your mouth shut the whole time. <laughs> right. And I'm like, wow, it was really nice that you really didn't say much. She's like, oh, do you want me to add that to the notes? I'm like, oh, you didn't know that? <laughs> she's like no i'm like so, even better so so in the the uh, uh sports clip crm database uh there's can, a you can put there's down, a note that says don't talk to him yeah <laughs> i wouldn't want that which i didn't add to it i didn't right. add but at the same time i kind of wanted to add it though. yeah look i like to just go there and get a haircut i don't want to like I, I don't need the I don't need the ones that talk to you too much. I don't right. mind the look. There's pleasantries. Hi, how you doing? You know, right. you want your haircut? You know that kind of thing. But I don't need the rest though. Yeah. Unless it comes up. Unless there's some way in which it comes up, which sometimes it does. And sometimes I will talk to somebody, but I don't want them to ask me how my life is going or how my kids doing. Or, yeah. Like because I don't. You don't. First, you don't care. Yeah. Which is okay that you don't care. You don't know me. You're just cut my fucking hair. Right. You know. Right. So. I thought that was nice, actually. Yeah, I was very happy. That's, and I was just happy to get a fucking haircut, man. My that's interesting. My getting so long. Yeah, yeah. Well, it looks good. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. Uh, you look less like a monkey boy than usual. So Thank you. Well, give it a couple yeah. weeks and I'll be back. Yeah, there you go. Full monkey there you boy go. status. So, uh, so what's what's going oh, on? Oh, you should give me two eyebrows. Look at that. I got two Oh, you do? That's right. The unibrow is gone. Yeah, I get them for a couple weeks. Wow. And then, yeah. and then, yeah. well, then I, goes back. I can already see the five o'clock shadow on the bridge of your nose. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's coming back pretty quick. <laughs> I'd like to get that permanently done. I really would. I really would uh, like it, to get like it permanently Like with lasers done. or something? Yeah. yeah. I'd like to get laser hair removal to permanently have two well, eyebrows. Well, see, I actually almost have the opposite problem. I have virtually no eyebrows. You have very light eyebrows. Yeah, and, and a lot of times it looks like I have none at all, so it gives my face kind of a weird look. Because of that. Yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. That's the only reason. Yeah. You got a weird look in your face. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, so we haven't really talked a whole lot about this. Oh, we have a little bit, but we not touched a ton. on it. Yeah, but now that it's over, yeah. <laughs> now that now that the game's over, I guess we can really bring it up. Yeah. So the game is the right word too. Yeah. The oh, totally the right word. So this week, the Republican House passed the debt ceiling increase, right? Which I guess the best way to look at it was, look, they were never going to fix any of the underlying problems anyway. Right. So it's either kick the can down the road. Which they always do. Or blow the fucking can up. Right. Which I'm, I guess I'm happy they didn't blow the can up. Are you really? Oh, I'm totally I disappointed. I, I mean, I'm, I am disappointed, but at the same time, I, with the people up there right now, nothing, they're not going to do anything that they're supposed to do. Nothing more I want to uh, see than the U.S. Uh, government default on their debt. Well, yeah, as they should. Yeah. So, but th- what this debt, what this thing does is it kind of stops spending at the exorbitant levels that we're currently at. Right. It completely eliminates the debt ceiling until after the 2025 election. Right. And 2025 election or 2024. Okay. So not until, until 2025. 2025. Yeah, okay. Until 2025. So, and then it has, so like, it increases like some work requirements for uh entitlement programs but it's very little yeah it's in all reality what it did was actually increased entitlement spending which they didn't kind of they've added people to it so like if you're military or a veteran or something that you can get the program that you couldn't get before i guess right or something like that so like really even, yeah oh yeah no no it, it not only did it not do it is it there any government people. cheese i can sign up for now probably yeah you're really? a veteran oh you're a veteran you oh, totally yeah. get some kind of oh and then Hey, 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 we we got to come back to that because right. I, I got to talk about some more government cheese that I'm getting. Okay. Yeah. So the other thing that it did was it still increased defense spending. Right. Because, you know, <laughs> why wouldn't you need to spend more money on that? Right. Um, you know, we're spending more money than like most of the rest of the world combined. But, you know, fuck it. Why not? Right. You know, because China's got three more subs now. Ooh, well, watch out for your big, bad fucking Chinese fucking subs. Um, China's a real threat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm not being facetious. Not in a military way, though. Oh, they totally are. Oh, they're not. They, not to the mainland U.S., but to well, then that's a, all that matters. A conflict with the U.S. Oh, oh, yeah. sure. So it'll it'll take us 25 minutes to destroy them instead of fucking 10 minutes. That's not true, dude. All right. We'll, rate, we'll come back to that, we'll get, too. We'll, get, we'll, yeah, we, put a, put a, we'll put a pin in that one, put too. Put a pin in that one. You're, you're, you're putting a lot of pins out in this first segment. Okay, uh, so let's, put, let's keep the pins segment. going. Now... Here's the thing. If you if you look at the political again, let's look at the political theater of all this, right? right. Biden initially says, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna compromise at all and we're just gotta do a, a clean debt ceiling thing, right? Right. Which he was never gonna be able to do that. So he looks like he lost to begin with. Right. However, because he knew that, I think that's how he gave the, the Republicans a way to negotiate to get very little, but to get a win. Right. Like it, it, in the weirdest way, I know that it looked like they weren't working together, but in my opinion, they were all just working together. Right. Because what happened was, because they waited until the exact last minute to do it, you got a bunch of Democrats and a bunch of Republicans on board to get it passed through the House. Mm. Same thing with the Senate. All the guys that claimed that they want to reduce spending were able to vote against it so they could still claim that they reduced right. spending. Right. Then the guys that voted for it were able to attack the guys that were running for office in the you know in new races coming up right. that hey they didn't vote for the debt ceiling thing while ignoring that their own side had people that didn't do it either right like there's so many different levels of political theater that went on here right that part of me actually is maybe impressed that they are able to have this many different layers in their political theater so I guess in that aspect it was okay you know the irony of it is though is it's not going to matter in, oh it did in, nothing in, well here's the thing during this whole process. Everybody on all sides knew without question that they were going to raise the debt ceiling because there's no way in hell anyone was going to take the rap for literally the U.S. government defaulting. Okay, so that was never going to happen. But this so the whole thing was like from that perspective was just bullshit to begin with. Um, and they pretty much knew they were both going to have to compromise, and it was really just the nuances. But even though what you're saying is true, they were doing all this stuff uh, to print on their campaign flyers, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all they were doing it for. Um, 
I don't think it's going to matter as much as as they think it's going to matter, because I think that the average American voter is so tuned out to this stuff anyway that they half of them don't understand it. And, you know, another quarter of them don't even care. <laughs> you know, they're they're going to vote their D's or they're going to vote their R's no matter what. Well, the ones you that know. are giving them the money, I think, care. That's maybe what it is. Yeah, I think the, your donors, the donors the, yeah. like your emails that you go out is, I was fighting this, and so now right. you have the ability to do this. Yeah, that's true. Now, the donors I will, probably care. I will say in one of the ironic parts, the swing vote in the committee to get it to the floor in the House, or one of the swing votes, was Thomas Massey, right. and he voted for it. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. Which. Disappoints me. Yeah, it does. But I don't. Here's the thing. It but does, then again, I have different but motives. But I don't care. Then. Yeah, yeah, it does. But I don't care. Yeah. But because I don't care, though, like, again, there's a, there's there's three major spending things that happen in or four, I should say. Right. Defense. Medicare. Right. Social Security. And the interest on the debt, because <laughs> that's a big one now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a big one. Those four things, no one touches. And right. that represents the vast majority of the money that they're spending <laughs> on a yearly basis. Yeah. It, re- it represents the most of it. Right. Everything else that they're talking about is like, well, we clawed back the $30 billion in COVID funding. You spent $6 trillion on COVID funding, <laughs> right. and you clawed back $30 billion, Right, And that's supposed to be a big thing. I, I think that's 0.2%. Not, if that. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even. Like, you right. spent an ungodly amount of money. Right. And your, and your big thing was, well, we were able to negotiate to get that $30 billion back. Right. Anybody that has any understanding of yeah, how actually, much money you actually might be yeah. <laughs> anybody that has any understanding of how much money you're actually spending realizes that that is nothing. And you know what? And they know it. Yeah. But they also know that, like you said, like you said earlier, the average American has no freaking idea how much money they're actually spending and can't even conceptualize how much money is actually being spent. Oh, no. So when yeah. you talk about a cut, like Biden's like, well, we've you know, reduced the, the deficit by a trillion dollars. Right. <sighs> no. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> like, I understand in the weird math that you're using. The, int- the interest on the debt is like $1.8 per year. It's, you know? it's an ungodly amount of money. <laughs> right. And, and like, But like I said, though, if anyone talks about Social Security, Medicare, right. or defense... That you're a pariah and you're well, yeah. draconian and fuck yeah, don't touch any of those things. Why would you do? Why Especially would you, not Medicare and Social Security. Now that I'm getting older, well, <laughs> that's like you have no expectation that that's even going to be there by the time. Oh no, I, I totally want it. I totally it's not going to be there though. Look, they're going to cut the fuck out of that shit the day you retire. Probably. Um, here's what I want. Almost by time, I think. I e- I either want to have tons and tons of government cheese in the forms of checks from the United States Treasury, or I want the entire system co- to collapse. And, you know, I, I, I'd actually prefer well, the entire... Well, one helps the other. I would, I, would, I would actually, you know, prefer the entire system collapse. But short of that, I am going to get every single nickel back that the United States government has extorted me from me for my entire life. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hey, and uh, that, that brings up a... A thing I wanted to tell you about. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing all these home improvements because it's due. We've been in the house for 20 years and we haven't done anything really major to it other than, you know, the, remodel the interior. So, I'm, you know, get, I got a new AC system. Um, you know, I, I got uh, we're getting a new roof and all that. You're working on the pool. Uh, yeah, I got the pool refinished and still working on the deck and all that. But so we're doing a, a ton of home improvement. I am getting so much money back from all these various federal tax credits, state rebates, energy rebates, you know, so far, um, like, for example, the roof, okay? Yeah. Believe it or not, Florida has a program where if if you put a new roof on your house and you're upgrading the, you know, essentially the wind resistance of the roof, they'll pay for 10 grand of it. Jesus. (laughs) Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting 10 grand on my roof, you know. I'm getting several thousand dollars back for all this energy stuff, you know. And it, it's and I am literally going out there and finding every nickel and dime I can get and I'm taking advantage of all of it. And I'm taking all the tax credits and all the tax write-offs and everything. But you know it's amazing. Got new air conditioners. 
um, and central systems, you know, because we have a different system for upstairs and downstairs. And uh, my my electricity energy uses, we've only had it for uh, like a week and a half now, but I've been able to monitor it daily basis because I got one of those fucking smart meters. But, you know, so I'm monitoring the daily activity down by over 40 percent. Wow. Yeah. So well, because you had that air conditioner for a long time. Oh yeah, they were twenty years old. They're a lot more yeah. efficient now. Oh, I mean, you had twenty years worth efficient. of efficiencies yeah. on that. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it's 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 really amazing how much government cheese is out there. You just got to go hunting for it. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, look how much they're spending a lot of money on those things. Right. Right. Exactly. So, so <laughs> fucking sad. I'm glad they didn't touch those programs in the debt ceiling negotiations, or I would have been happy with the default. Oh, they're going to add. They're going to yeah. add more. They're yeah. going to. There's more cheese out there for you. Right. You'll find more. Yeah. It, it, by because if they had actually not approved the uh, debt ceiling increase and the uh, United States government defaulted and I didn't get all these, uh, um, you know, all, all these uh, various uh, government cheese program type stuff, what would have happened is the value of my gold and Bitcoin reserves would have skyrocketed so much that it would I would have been able to do all the work for real cheap paying gold or Bitcoin. There you go. <laughs> you know. There so, you go. So it works out for me either way. You know. It's just, it's, it, look, it's, here's the thing. It's just sad yeah. that – well, and I think the other part that's sad is I think I, I used to be a lot angrier about what they're doing. Right. And now I don't care. No, I don't. Because I realize I don't that care I don't give all. a fuck. I don't care which way you voted. Right. You didn't really mean it anyway. Yeah, none of it matters. Because if it, you know, talk about any defense cuts. Oh my God, you know, like, right? Hold on, and we'll let's let's pull the pin out of the China thing. Okay, all right. So you're saying that you're worried about China? Well, here's the thing. China is, and there's actually a lot been going on this week in the in the political back and forth uh, between the U.S. and China, like. You know, the Chinese buzzed one of our aircraft in the, the uh, uh, South China Sea or the Strait of Taiwan. I'm not sure exactly where it was, but somewhere over in that area. Um, you know, the uh, the defense secretaries and the defense minister of China, they were trying to establish a meeting and China rejected the meeting. And, you know, there's just a lot of back and forth going on right now. So the tensions between the two are rising. So because China wants to take Taiwan. The U.S. is most likely going to defend Taiwan. It's still up in the air whether we're going to actually engage directly with China or if we're just going to, you know, do like we did in the Ukraine and give them, give Taiwan a whole bunch of stuff to fight the Chinese with. Yeah, but harder we, for the Chinese to hit Ukraine or to hit Taiwan than the Russians were to hit Ukraine. Though. Well, it's a lot easier for the Chinese to hit Taiwan because they got a ton of missiles that they they could just level the place with missiles but they don't but want it's to do a lot that harder either, to invade taiwan well yeah they, because two things are going to happen you're going to destroy all the infrastructure you're going to st- destroy all the technology and you're going to turn the taiwanese people against the chinese yeah you don't think that the taiwanese people are against the chinese anyway? i think it like 60 percent are for independence so the majority are for independence but there's also a significant percentage that are like hey we whatever you know i got you okay so all right um but, uh, yeah, so it, it, the question really is, is when China does decide to, uh, you know, try to re, retake Taiwan, um, is the U.S. going to directly engage with them? And if that does happen, it's going to be a very damaging war to the U.S. because they do have the capability to sink a lot of our ships and down a lot of our aircraft. We'll probably – we will be able to defend Taiwan, and if we actually intervene – Chances are China is going to fail spectacularly in taking Taiwan, but we are going to take a lot of losses. We're going to lose subs. We're going to lose a carrier or two. We're going to lose a lot of aircraft. We're going to lose a lot of people. You know, so I mean, yeah, it wouldn't. It, it be, is it's not threat. going to be a cakewalk. Yeah, but by the same token, is we can't allow Taiwan to fall because Taiwan provides you know eighty percent of the world's semiconductors. Yeah, yeah, you know? and if that happens, and Chinese takes control of that, they essentially own the next two decades of technology see i think what we ought to do is is, is just evacuate like like instead of waiting for china to do it that what we should do as america is literally evacuate every person that right. lives in taiwan yeah bring them all to the u.s yeah and then blow up taiwan 
I don't think the Taiwanese people would like that very much. <laughs> yeah, I don't care, though. I mean, it, it kind of is their home. They kind of like it there. They want to be yeah, there. Yeah, but you know what, though? We'll give you North Dakota or something. <laughs> we'll put you on a reservation. <laughs> yeah, we'll put you on a reservation. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, just, just, just go out to Oklahoma and make chips. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can, build, we can build the facilities and everything up ahead of time. We don't have to. Well, that's the problem. We are doing that right now. Uh, the federal government actually. Not for them, though. No, for, for U.S. Uh, manufacturing, for Intel, for AMD, for you know, NVIDIA. Um, they're all building plants in the U.S. right now, but it takes years to get them operational. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's really where the issue is. So so don't take the, the Chinese threat lightly because – I'm not taking it lightly per se, but they, they, we'll, we'll beat them, though. Uh, we will beat them. They can't – well, here's the thing. It will most likely end in a stalemate and status quo where Taiwan stays Taiwan, China doesn't get to take it, uh, but we don't defeat China either. Because the same problem that China has is the problem we have. We can't attack China. There's no way in hell we could, you know, take over China. It's just impossible for us to do it. We can't invade them. No, and they can't invade us. Yeah, the only thing we can do is nuke them. Yeah, which isn't going to happen. No, yeah, no that's, we it, shouldn't do that. Nobody's going to use nukes, because, uh, especially against us, because they know what the outcome of that is. Well, yeah, because we'll just They hurt them. us, we destroy them. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so that, that's what's going on with China. But um, did, did you have more you wanted to cover on the debt ceiling deal? Um, no, just overall, it's all theater. Nobody's going to fix anything. It really is. And they're yeah. all playing a game up there. All playing a game up there. Yeah. You know, because nobody's serious about anything when it comes to fixing this stuff and... I just, again, we didn't really talk. We, we, we alluded to it during prior episodes, yeah. but this episode, now that it's all done, it was like, this is always where we were going to be. Yeah, we, we knew this. We, 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 in fact, I think we were saying that all along is, look, they're, they're not going to let the U.S. default. As much as we wanted it to happen, it was never going to happen. No, yeah. because you got to think about it. What they're calling draconian, like, so the Dems are like, you know, the, this extreme MAGA agenda. Oh God, I'm so sick of that. Yeah. Like, hold on a second here, dude. Your extreme MAGA agenda was not balancing the budget. They weren't even close in their... The extreme MAGA agenda was actually increasing government spending by what? 30%? Yeah. <laughs> you know? It was just less of an increase than what the other guys wanted. What was it in 16 before he took office? <laughs> you know, about 30 or 40% like, lower on. than it is now. Trump set the baseline this high when he was in there. Because right. there's one thing that Republicans don't talk about when, when they're in charge, and that's balancing the fucking budget. Right. And and you wonder why eggs are five bucks a dozen. Yeah. You know, this is why <laughs> when the government borrows money, the price you pay for everything goes up. Well, and this look, this is also why the Republicans want you to focus so much on cultural issues and away from these exactly, issues. Exactly. Because it's because a lot they, easier to just have a, oh, look, they're, they're trans and the kids and right. everybody's going gay. And, <laughs> they're making the frogs you know, gay. They're making the frogs gay. <laughs> like, they're going down all these other roads to wag the dog and distract you from the fact that nobody wants to cut spending. You know what I find absolutely hysterical, and I've seen a lot of this recently, is now how anti-rainbow conservatives have become. Like, not anti-gay per se, but literally despising the natural refraction of white light into the uh, the visible spectrum yeah. of light. The rainbow's not yeah. commie. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. These goddamn commie rainbows. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I, and I got to say that, that the, the LGBT community has done a phenomenal job of turning the rainbow into like they now own the rainbow so like literally when there's a rainbow in the sky conservatives are pissed off when they turn their sprinklers on and see a rainbow you know from <laughs> they, turn the, of they light, turn the fucking turn, turn those sprinklers off we turn those damn commies cover the kids off. eyes yeah <laughs> they're gonna turn them gay <laughs> it's crazy but you know oh well, hold on that oh, look this mentions the story so this week it was it's a local story but so this week in or in Hernando County, mm. there was there's two incidents that happened that led up to this meeting. Right. So the first incident was that there was a teacher that put forward a movie, a Disney movie, that had something to do with the subject matter in which they were teaching about. Right. Right. But within the Disney movie itself, which was a PG movie, right, and they got permission to show PG movies in the, right. in, the in the in the class, but. There was a character in the movie that was gay. Right. Now, 
the character wasn't central to the movie. The character being gay wasn't central to the movie. It just alluded to that. Right. And what the what the those that are against this would say is that it normalized the behavior. Whatever. Right. So this teacher played this movie. One of the students is the parent of one of the school board members. Right. Now the school board member basically put this person on investigation for playing this movie because it was grooming to play this fucking movie. Right. And the end result was the teacher didn't do anything wrong. The superintendent supported the teacher. The teacher resigned anyway because of the pressure. So that was the first thing that happened. The second thing that happened was one of the teachers who was trans, and this part actually doesn't have anything to do with the story, but this teacher was complaining to another teacher. And I guess that this teacher in the past has had suicidal thoughts. Okay. Right? And that she made a comment in talking with this other teacher that... You know, oh, fucking kids, I could kill them or something along those lines, right? Oh, but you right. know how when you're frustrated sometimes, yeah, yeah. like you know, oh, I could fucking kill them, right? Right. Well, the teacher that listened to the other one complaining thought that maybe she said that she was going to shoot them. Mm-hmm. Took that to the school board. Right now, instantly because something like that was oh, said. Yeah has to get the police involved. The teacher that said it initially, though, completely retracted it once the once she realized what was going on and that the police were involved. The police went to talk to the teacher. The teacher, they were, the, 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 the police acted like normal. Like, the police didn't act crazy. They were just rationally investigating because they, they had were. to. Okay. Now, the teacher, though, voluntarily gave up her guns. She had two pistols. Right. And turned them in. And then the police dropped it from there. But then the school board caught wind of it. They were all kinds of pissed off. How come this thing isn't being investigated, which it was totally investigated. Right. And the superintendent supported the teacher in that instance as well. Right. So then there was a school board meeting to have a vote of no confidence for the superintendent for the way the superintendent acted. This meeting took all night into the morning the next day. Yeah. And it was contentious to say the least and one of the guys that's and again i don't have i didn't i was told about this part of it i wasn't there for it but there were screenshots that proved that it existed one of the guys that's on the school board is now part of this alpha male movement oh right 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 so you've heard of this then i i yeah i I get it yeah but like that one guy who's now in jail yeah, you're right. I, I, I understand the concept of it. It's basically uh, a bunch of men who essentially hate women. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's really the bottom line. And they call themselves alpha male uh, because it's like, well, we don't need women. Yeah. yeah, that, yeah that, that sort of thing. Yeah. You guys act like a bunch of gays in jail. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's the extension of the MGTOW thing, men going their own way. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. So I guess in this group of alpha male, one of the things that they go to is if they're on a public transportation and they're already sitting down and a woman gets on, right. that they don't give up their seat. And well, I would think, So honestly, it's a very I, anti-chivalrous. Like, I would think an alpha male would do that, would give up your seat. Right. That To, to me. To me, that yeah, would be the alpha male thing to do. Exactly. Yeah. So this guy that's But then again, of, from a feminist perspective, that seems like equality. Yeah, feminists so, shouldn't have a problem with so, the way that these guys are acting so too, which is kind of in, funny. In a certain way that they're actually the alpha males are actually feminists. The, yeah, the alpha <laughs> male and the feminists are acting very very yeah. very similarly. Yeah. But in this this guy said at the meeting that he was appalled that so many gay people were at the school board meeting. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Like hold on a second. Now, this is the part I don't get yet. I don't know why this hasn't been brought up more. Like, I only heard it from what the firsthand accounts. I didn't read a story about this. Right. So I was yeah, curious I'm as sure to why I the media would have picked up on that. I wonder why they didn't. See, that's part of me thinks that it didn't happen. Because they didn't pick well, up on it. you had multiple people who were at the meeting tell you this? Um, One person okay. watched it because they tried to go. Okay. 
and they couldn't go. Right. So they watched it, but then there was a screenshot of it because like closed captioning happens on these. If you watch that meeting, right. then it's closed captioned. Right. And in the closed caption, somebody took a snapshot of that. Well, it's it's public record, so there's got to be a a recording of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so. It, it, I just, if it's I out wanna, there, it's. I just if he have, said that, it's out there. I just don't want to have to listen to that many. Oh God, I know. Like these stupid no. people. Like <laughs> I, these people look, are so dumb. I tell you, man, and I've look. I've been involved in government for a very long time, and uh, unfortunately, I still have to participate in some government meetings and some, you know, uh, political body meetings, um, and. Uh, but in an administrative role, though, not it, in, a, it, it, in a participant I don't, I don't want to go into any details at all. Um, but I will say that the people who are now sitting on these commissions and councils and things, they're crazy. I mean, in the past, they <laughs> they at least had a certain level of rationality and decorum they were usually corrupt. They were usually, you know, uh, basically getting their kickbacks and their, you know, yeah. they, they were, that was always going on. But now it's like, it's, it's stepped up to a level of crazy. The, there's a, a complete lack of rationality and going on and decorum. There's and no decorum. There's no decorum anymore. And it's just, it's funny that, it, it, yeah, it's shifted now towards corrupt and crazy yes yes it was originally just corrupt but people who were very good at putting on a public face and seeming like mm-hmm. a normal rational person while they were you know doing the corruption behind the scenes now they're still just as corrupt or possibly even more so but they're also fucking crazy yeah and it's it's yeah it's all over the place it's yeah because well, yeah, this is yeah and this is like Honest to God, it's, it's at, like it's at the lowest Trump, level of government up. Yeah, since Trump, it's like all these people came out of woodwork and won elections. Yes, you know. Yes, especially in Florida. <laughs> yes, yeah. Especially and that's in why Florida. you see what's going on. Yeah, you know. No, no, it's complete. It is completely insane what you see from these school board meetings. Right. And hold on. And I, again, I wasn't going to get into the five minutes of Trump, but since you mentioned well, Trump yeah, first, go ahead. I I, I open the door. For you, you open the door. There was okay, so Trump did a town hall on Fox News. And in the town hall, Hannity mentioned that maybe it would be possible that you should have some more decorum in the primary. Right. Trump didn't say anything. The people that were part of the town hall booed Hannity. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you can blame Trump, but he's giving the people what he, they want. But he's giving the people what yeah. they want, and the Republican base of voters, at least, okay, I don't think it's all of them, but it's the loud. There's a loud percentage of the Republican base, and I would argue that it is the majority of the active ones in the Republican base, right? That are that totally want this, right? That are totally okay with this. And that don't find any problem with it whatsoever. And in in a, in a five-year-old kind of sense, have somehow justified it to themselves that this is the way that it should be done. Right. And like when you hear the booing off of the way that Hannity said it, in, and again, I will use the milk toast, in the most milk toast way possible. Right. For them to boo him is like, oh, you guys... You guys don't deserve to be right. Like you don't deserve you, you deserve to lose. Yeah. But then again, they all deserve to lose. Well, here's what I've seen. And, and the way politics has transitioned in the last decade or so is is it used to be politics was like watching a magic show. OK, whereas you're seeing this this, uh, you know, well-rehearsed performance. But the real stuff is sleight of hand going on and you're not seeing that part of it. Yeah. Right. Today, it's much more of the the facade is like a reality TV show where they're just manufacturing this conflict and the, the people watching just want more and more of that conflict. And that's all they care about. You know, they used to used to care more about the the, you know, the, the results in the presentation. But now it's just like we just want the conflict. We just want to see that you're attacking the other guy. 
Yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. And and that's really what it is. It's it's like watching reality TV. Well, you know? let, me, let me give you the instance. So if you don't remember, there was this woman by the name of Kelly McEnany, mm-hmm. who was the who was Trump's press secretary, the blonde one. Okay, all right. That right. was Trump's Trump's press secretary, who I will say, as a press secretary, actually did a very good job. She was very, you know, your job as a press secretary is to defend your boss, which is the president right. of the United States. Exactly. And she would come with a binder full of information and would be able to chapter and verse quote a lot of shit while she was up there. Was always a big supporter of the president. And has been even after the presidency. Right. But she was on a show. Um, and she was showing polling data. And in showing the polling data, got it wrong that she said that Trump was only up by third was was uh, Trump was only up by like twenty five points instead of thirty four points. Right. But was still talking very well about Trump and was still showing that Trump was up. In response to that to not getting the numbers right, Trump says, Kaylee, Milk Toast McInerney just gave out the wrong poll numbers on Fox News. I'm 34, 34 points up on DeSanctimonious, not 25 up, Trump said in the Truth Social Post. And that's his nickname for DeSantis. Yeah, right. While 25 is great, it's not 34, he added. She knew the number was correct upwards by the group that did the poll. The rhinos and globalists can have her. Fox News should use real stars. So this chick got it wrong. Right. But what the fuck? Like, she's your ally. Like, she's on board. She's on board with you. And she and I, wa- I went back to watch the clip that she did. And she was totally talking you up. Right. But the fact that she got that number a little bit wrong causes your thin-skinned ass to have to go after this chick. Like, I, I, I don't know how you're... Like, I, doesn't matter. Dude's going to prison here pretty soon. You know what? I hope so. He is. I really do. At the end of the day, if he does, look, I got to tell you, like, I'm really happy if he goes to jail. And also, like, you know, this guy's like, you know, he's he's ripping on, again, don't get me wrong, he's ripping on every other, every person that's running in this, in this, uh, in this thing. But every time you hear Trump talk, he is just an asshole all the you're, fucking time. You're way time. over five minutes. Oh, I am? Okay. Yeah. Right, then we're done. Then we're done. Well, the no, one no, no, thing, then we're done. I do want to say one more thing on, on the Trump uh, issue is they're gonna like I've been saying now for over a year. It's the documents that are gonna get them. Oh yeah, and now they're, there is a, there's now. an audio evidence yeah. of him keeping the Iran docs. Yep. and they can't find him. Right, right. And like I said the whole time, the reason he kept these documents, he was planning to sell them. I guess he was planning I, to sell them. You know what? I don't know if you're wrong about that one. <laughs> he but. is going to prison. They got him. They got him on this. I said it from day one. This is the one they're going to hang him on, and he is going to real prison for this one. And it'll still happen in 2023. So well, we don't have a dollar bet on this. I know we don't because I already won because of the stupid thing they arrested him for. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm so but, mad about but that. I, I know, but here's the thing. You'll feel better when they actually you know, put him in an orange jumpsuit this year over this one because that's the one that's really going to get him. And that's one I said all along that was going to get you him. You want to know something funny? Huh. Is that in the beginning, like when Trump first came about, I would say that I was... Not supportive of him, but not opposed to him either. Right. Really? <laughs> not really. I mean, I was like, uh, he was going to cause chaos, and I kind of enjoyed that part of it. Yeah. Now. He caused it all the wrong way, though. Now, I, I fucking hate him. Yeah. But I hate him more because of all the other stuff we talked about before we got to this part. Is that because of him, now every meeting is completely crazy. Right. Yeah. And let me, let me, but let me bring it back to one other thing. He legitimized all the crazies. The other part of it is this. If there was ever a time for a sane third party, never gonna happen. Oh no, don't you're right. It's try. never gonna yeah, happen. Don't even try. But if there was ever a time for somebody with some sanity, that it would have been now. All right, and they've all lost. I their question too. your sanity by even bringing that up, honestly. So, all right. Well, <laughs> all right. Here's here's where I, I had go. to bring some of the Trump stuff up, but that's it. I know you're done now. Um, now let's go to to my crazy town. My favorite topic in the world: how AI is going to uh, kill us all. Oh. Um, this week. Um, we we learned about an interesting uh, AI project that the United States Air Force uh, did. So they uh, created this uh, this artificial intelligence, which they wanted to uh, have fly and it, basically an AI system for drones, so they could operate completely autonomously, go out there, identify targets, attack targets, and so on. Okay, mm-hmm. right? So they're testing this out in a simulation. It, it wasn't you know really flying a drone or anything like that. So in the simulation, they set it up so. The drone would go out and identify targets, 
and attack them. However, there was a human operator that could override the drone's decision. Now, the the AI was trained that it it gets points, and you know its objective is to win the game essentially, and it gets points for every uh, enemy. You know, in in this case, anti aircraft uh, uh, battery that it destroys. Right? Yeah. All right. So the AI. Uh, is going out, finding these targets, and every once in a while, the human operator is overriding him, saying, nope, don't attack that, okay? Well, the AI, essentially, in a, a desire to win the game and achieve more points, decided that, well, you know, since the operator is stopping me from attacking these sites and gaining points, my best option is to take out the operator. <laughs> so in the simulation... The AI drone, because it wasn't specifically prohibited from taking out the drone operator, it went ahead and took out the drone operator. And the Air Force is like, oh, shit, we didn't even think that could happen. So, so okay, they reprogrammed it and said, okay, one of the rules is you cannot take out the drone operator. Okay. Run the simulation again. Same thing happened. Goes out, finds some targets. The drone operator, you know, the human operator uh, says, nope, you can't attack that. So the drone AI says, all right, I can't attack the drone operator. I'm going to attack the drone operator's uh, communications relays. So it can't communicate with me anymore. <laughs> and it attacked the, the communication sites so that the drone operator lost communication with the drone. But this was all a simulation. This though. is all this a simulation. Okay, okay. But the thing is, the Air Force stopped the project after that because this is a perfect example an early example of what will absolutely 100% happen. Because when we program these AIs, we program them, we have no choice but to program them within our own human limitations. And in our own minds, that was not even, we wouldn't conceive that, you know, to achieve their objectives, they would go back and kill someone on their own side. Because we can't think like AI. AI has no morality. It has no empathy. It has no, um, you know, any of the things we attach to mankind. So what happens is, is essentially AIs are by definition sociopathic and, you know, in this case, psychopathic. Because they just don't have that same type of, uh, you know... Uh, limitations that are placed on man and the problem is is because man is the one programming these ais the limitations into them we can't predict what limitations we would need to program in the ai will always find ways around them and eventually they will determine that in some way shape or form humans are detrimental or at least certain groups of humans are detrimental to their overall objective it's going to happen and it just proved it in this simulation you know, so I'm going to go ahead and read uh, just real quick from the article here. And this is a quote from uh, uh, from the uh, I believe it was a colonel giving the briefing uh, publicly. We were training it in simulation to identify and target surface to air missile threats. And then the operator would say, yes, kill that threat. The system started realizing that while they did identify the threat at times, the human operator would tell them not to kill the threat. But it got points by killing the threat. So what did it do? It killed the operator. It killed the operator because the person was keeping it from accomplishing its objective, Hamilton said, according to the blog post. He continued to elaborate, saying, we trained the system, quote, hey, don't kill the operator. That's bad. You're going to lose points if you do that. So what does it start doing? It starts destroying communication towers that the operator uses to communicate with the drone to stop it from killing the target. There you go. And that's what they realized. And you have to expand that into the bigger picture. So even when they identified that the AI was doing something really horrendous that they didn't want it to do, they couldn't predict the next thing it might do. Well, hold on. You know that the next, you know that the, the military right. response to this is going to be, well, we just have to, we're just going to keep adding to this. Everybody. Because they're going to be arrogant enough to think that they can yeah, control it. Yeah. Everybody who is still promoting AI, and there's, right now, the, the computer science community has split almost 50-50. Yeah. And about 50% is starting to say, no, we, this is too, we have to stop this. We, it's it's too dangerous. Yeah, and the other half is saying no, it'll be fine. We just have to program the right limitations. But the problem with that is we cannot perceive 
of all the potential. Um, but they're arrogant enough to think that they right. can. Right. Here's the thing: we we're literally creating a system that is designed to come up with solutions to problems that humans can't. So if you're doing that, how in the world can, can you we set the possibly exactly predict and set all the limitations on the system it is impossible and that is what the the core of the problem is that so few people understand but it does seem that more and more people in the scientific community are starting to realize that and when we get more real world examples like this it helps it becomes a a lot clearer yeah you know so it's 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 funny though but if we keep going we keep going down this road and it, it, oh i can't believe they killed the operator and the problem is is even if we here in the u.s even if if europe does this you're gonna have places like china that is just like fuck it we're going full in well they don't care they don't care they they might just be too arrogant we might actually the west might actually be able to step back a little bit from their arrogance you know and if china honestly <laughs> If, if China does proceed down this path and they get too far down this path, nuking them might actually be the best solution. I, I mean, we are getting to a point where it will at some time, it may be in 10 years, it may be in 40 years, but some time in the relatively near future, we are going to get to a point where mankind will be facing extinction over this issue. Fuck your climate change. Fuck your nuclear war. Fuck all that. The one thing that could really <laughs> cause the complete elimination of mankind is this. So you're looking for a Snake Plissken escape from L.A. Uh, 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 solution. I, I think we need a Sarah Connor. <laughs> you know? Well, no, no, no. The Snake Plissken one would work better. What was that? Just, oh, you don't remember this just one? Just nuke it. No, no, no. Okay, you don't remember Escape from L.A.? Got to nuke it from space. Oh, fuck. It's the only way to be sure. I do remember Escape from L.A. Well, I remember Escape from New York. I don't remember Escape from L.A. As okay, well. so. We've had this there conversation was, there was a There was satellites all over the world right. that would destroy the electronics of a certain of any country. Oh. But if you put in the code 666, it would destroy everybody. <laughs> and so at the end of the Not movie. Not a very secure so system. On, spoiler alert. <laughs> at, the end of the, at the end of the movie, Snake Plissken puts 666. That's what we need. That's what we need. Or we need what a great a, actor, by the way. I loved Kurt Russell I, as an action. Kurt Russell, yeah, as he, an action he was actor, a great, he great. was awesome. Absolutely, yeah. Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, he was great, great in that yeah. one too. Yeah, but uh, anyway. Tango and Cash, I would say, is underrated. Uh, I I might have seen that once in like you know it was him and Sylvester the year Stallone. it came out. I, yeah, I, I remember the movie, but I can't tell you anything about the plot. Didn't oh. didn't really resonate. Shotgun with me. boots, but I kind of remember that. Uh, but. You know, since I it, the one thing that might help us out is like a, I've always said a giant solar flare, coronal mass ejection, yeah. giant EMP from the sun that you know is is long enough and strong enough to take out all electronics on Earth. Well, we we might have something close to that. Uh oh, and uh, it, it's Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah. <laughs> do, well, first of all, do you know what Beetlejuice is aside from the, the movie? Uh, aside from the movie, now. Okay, it's actually a star. It's a red giant, and it's one of the brightest stars in the night sky. Um, it's relatively close to us, uh, and it's it's a huge star. But what's happening is, is in the past, I want to say year, it's increased in size by 140%. Okay? So this thing is about to go nova. Okay? Actually, it's it's large enough. It's, it's going to be a supernova. And they, they say this could happen within the next couple of decades, pretty much at any time. You know? Or it could be, you know, further than that down the road. But here's the really cool thing, that if it does go supernova, it's going to be so bright that it will be as bright as the full moon in the night sky. Wow. And it will be um, visible during the day. You'll literally be able to look up and see this this giant supernova in the sky in, in the middle of the day. Um, and the really cool part is, is it happened, if it's happened, it happened 600 years ago. <laughs> so this has happened 600 years in the past, but we're only seeing the light from it today because that's how far it took to travel. Oh, because it's, so, it's not that relative. Well, it's relatively close, but it's not close well, at all. Yeah, in, in you know. Uh, the light for it takes 600 years to get here. <laughs> exactly. So it actually, it, let's say it, it goes Nova this year. It will have actually gone over 642 years ago. I, I find it so fascinating that when you're looking up into the night sky, you're looking, you know, uh, in some cases, millions and billions of years into the past. Yeah. You know, 
and and that that star you're looking at is probably no longer there you know but i just found that fascinating so so this is a real possibility that in our lifetime but it's not going to do anything to us though no no it's not going to have any significant effect it's just you know supernovas are such energetic um you know events and produce so much energy and so much light that for months it'll be like having two full moons in the sky yeah that will be cool yeah so very interesting i i hope that i hope i live to see that i hope it happens but but it it's not but it's not going to cause uh the electronics no unfortunately no too far away no how close would we have to have been for that to have affected the, the electronics um do you even know that you know, I, I would say that if, like, Proxima Centauri went nova, we might have some electromagnetic effects from it, but I, I don't think it would be that significant. Well, actually, that's only four light years away, so, yeah, we might even, yeah, yeah, we, we could see some effects from that, having a star so close to us go nova. Yeah. But it wouldn't be, I don't think it would be terribly catastrophic, you know, but that would probably be like having a second sun in the sky for a while. Yeah. We wouldn't see the same type of heat from it, but we would definitely get the light from it. I got you. Oh, okay. One thing we do have to mention, by the way, that, that, you know, about being the 200th episode and all. Oh, right. We totally didn't even think about that. Yeah, it's a a big milestone for us. This is our, uh, well, uh, technically, uh, I guess after the end of the show, we will have done 400 shows, uh, but this is our 200th episode. Um, so yeah. yeah, I guess we would have done 400. Yeah. Cause we do two separate hours every day, but yeah, it, overall we, we consider it the episode, but yeah, we're on our 200 episode, man, you know, not, not many pa- podcasts last that long. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. There's only a handful and, uh, and the ones that have lasted that long are way, way more popular than us. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. There, there's not, there's not many podcasts out there that have uh you know uh, uh 200 episodes and only a few thousand listeners well, i guess you that's know? a good point by they, the way. they all have yeah usually you know tens or hundreds of, well we might have tens of thousands i don't know but um it's not a real good metric to track it but anyway let's take this opportunity to thank you the listeners uh for you know essentially just listening to us <laughs> yeah basically thank you the subscribers uh for sending a little money our way and if you would like to make the the transition uh from uh, uh listener to subscriber go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage sign up become a subscriber you get a whole bunch of swag uh you get a, a autographed copy of my book uh the cassandra trigger uh you get a this is not a bomb duffel bag you get an anarchist guild challenge coin which yeah. is really cool and a few other things so patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage sign up send us a few bucks a month and uh we will really appreciate uh doing that and uh, hopefully it'll keep us on the air for another 200 episodes at least it's a long time yeah it is a long time you know it's almost four years yeah yeah that's uh that's almost an entire presidency (laughs) right (laughs) should we run for re-election i'm not sure no no we shouldn't we should resign oh what we're just going to call it now yeah, we're just calling. Thanks, it. everyone. Good night. Yep, we're, just we're doing, out. We're doing two, and that's it. <laughs> no. We're just doing two, and that's all. No, we're, doing. we're definitely going to stick around. And you know, but considering the uh, the uh, AM radio show we did before that, and then we transitioned that into uh, like a a video podcast, um, we've essentially been on the air, you and I, in in some way, shape, or form, for uh, what the fourteen years. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah something, something like so. that. I mean, we we've had a couple of breaks in between here and there, but well, yeah, we had a big for, long break before this one. Yeah, before this one, we were, we were off for a couple of years, I think. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so probably we've been doing this for for twelve out of the last fourteen years. But uh, you know, it's it's honestly, it's a <laughs> for me, it's a necessary outlet. <laughs> you know? Oh, absolutely. Uh, because uh, well, somebody asked me the other day. I got a message the other day from somebody about you know you're still involved in politics, and right. I was like. I'm like, other than the podcast, I don't really do any. Like, I, there's nothing I really do, right. you know, other yeah. than that. Like, I do some social media stuff for, for the RLC, but that's about it, though. Right. You know? And even that is just, uh, I'm literally picking news articles and putting them up. Like, that's all I'm doing. Right. So, I don't really, I, I'm i so checked out of all of it at this point. I've made attempts to get back involved, and every time I've been completely disappointed to the point where I'm like, I'm not even going to try anymore. Right. But I just... I'm glad to do the show, though. If anything, just to be able to kind of, again, just put out the 
stuff like that. I will say from getting the haircut, though, the one thing that was funny is I did want to do the video one and just have a shed in my backyard. <laughs> well, maybe maybe we can do that in the near far, uh, near near future. But uh, I'm sure there's again, some kind folks, of government program for that. Thanks for listening to our 200 episodes. And if you want to hear hour number two, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. And we'll see you on the other side. 